Good afternoon. Welcome in to a special Tuesday edition of Power Mizzou Live. Gabe DeArmond here. We knew you guys needed a little something to watch before Mizzou, Kentucky at 6 o'clock. So we're trying to entertain you here for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. I'm not that entertaining, so I brought help this time. Gerard Hamilton on your screen, he's also not that entertaining. <laughs> However, Darius Robinson, uh, I think you guys will want to hear from him. Uh, certainly more than you like hearing us talk. So, uh, D-Rob, first off, man, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. And the most important thing, where are you right now? I hope you're somewhere training for the draft that is a hell of a lot warmer than Columbia, Missouri. Yes, nah, I definitely heard how cold it is back in Como right now, but I'm in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, training for the draft. I'm working out at XPE, and it's actually a coincidence. Isaiah trained here last year, so I know exactly – how I was getting myself into, and, you know, I love the weather down here. I think every day I just wake up with a big smile because of the weather, you know. Well, if you're missing it, we got a couple inches of snow. There's some ice coming down. If you want to come back, you know, it's real nice. Yeah, I'll be back on pro day, but until then, I'm going <laughs> vacation slash training. There you go. I want to invite those of you that are watching live, feel free, comments, questions. And, and if you've got uh, questions for Darius, we'll try to get to them as we go. But um, before we get into we're just going to kind of look back over your time at Mizzou and what's coming up. But you mentioned Isaiah. I'm just curious, man, his first NFL sack on uh, on Sunday. I know a lot of you guys were retweeting that video and stuff. You had to be fired up for your guy and, and kind of thinking, hey, a few months from now. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, me and Isaiah, we talk at least three, four times a week. He we call, he called me right after the game. I was talking about how happy I was for him. And, uh, you know, obviously the NFL season is way longer than college. So, you know, he finally got his opportunity. He made the most of it. And I'm actually going to be going to Houston on Saturday to see him play the Texans. So I'm excited to be able to see him play because he came to two of our games this year. So I'm excited to return the favor. All right, that's that's dope. That that's dope. Um, guess to to kick it off, when we said we're gonna start with with, with your Mizzou career, I just want to start with last season when you know Coach Drink and Baker and and you know the D line coaches come up to you and say, "Hey, man, we think we need you to kick out the edge." You know, how were you feeling? Because you had already said you got draft grades, mid round draft grades as a DT had a pretty good season last year. You know, the year before, were you kind of like, "Ah, I don't know what that can do," like. On a personal level, did you feel like, ah, I don't know what that could do to my stock or I don't know if I'm ready for that? How'd it go? Uh, it was really interesting because for me, um, I was thinking, okay, if I come back to school, what are the main things that I need to do personally to get better at my position? And I was like, okay, those are the things I can definitely do. And then I thought about, okay, now I'm coming back. Now I have one more time to make my last impression on the NFL. And, you know, the NFL – you know, only eight D linemen dress a week. So I'm trying to think to myself, the best way for me to, you know, have a high draft position or a better chance of being on the team is being able to play multiple positions. And I knew I had to lose a little bit of weight, um, play under Coach Peoples, because you see, see what he did with Isaiah last year. And uh, I just took on that challenge. I knew it would be different, but I knew I had the right people around me that wanted to wanted me to be successful. So it was definitely times where I was like, I don't know if this is really for me, but I just kept just mining to the coaching. How close were you last year to not coming back? Because, I mean, look, the dream is everybody wants to play in the NFL, right? And it was there. You'd have gotten drafted last year. So, so how close were you? Uh, honestly... Um, 
I was like 50 50 uh, the whole time, but it was hard because it literally, uh, as soon as I got my combine invite, I literally told Coach Drink that I was going to leave. <laughs> I, honestly, as soon as I got the combine, because as soon as I saw the combine, I thought, I mean, you got to think one out of 300 players get it, only 250 players get drafted. So basically, if I get an invite to the combine, I'm going to get drafted. But then when I sat back and realized last year I would have been a draft pick, you know, I would have been a guy mid to late rounds. And and then also I didn't graduate yet, so I wouldn't have graduated college. Um, I didn't profit off the NIL how I would have liked. So then when I knew I came back to school, I knew I could come back, obviously make more NIL, um, improve my draft stock for this upcoming season. So, yeah, it turned out to be the best decision because now like, I'm going to be way higher draft pick than I was. I'll have my master's done by this summer, uh, and I was a part of this team. So, I mean, it's a blessing, but it's kind of hard because, you know, we had a lot of guys this t- season that uh, like Theo and different guys, Christian Williams, that were on that same time I was thinking. But my best advice was always just do what's best for you because my journey and my story is always going to be different because, you know, we're all our own people. But it's a hard uh, for college players to make that decision because, like you say, your dreams are right here, but it's like you got to figure out what do you want. And I figured out what I wanted, and I'm glad it worked out. When you're getting those draft grades and stuff like that, and I assume you're talking to teams and stuff like that, what are some – I guess what are some of the positive things you heard and then what are some things that made you consider, like, I don't know, maybe all that uh, – in addition to all the stuff you just said about coming back to school, maybe that's the route I need to take because, you know, this team or these teams told me this. Yeah, no, nah, I think the team that speaks out to me the most was the Jets last year, honestly. Like, I can share this story now because like, I'm in a way better place. But, you know, I was, like, talking to multiple teams, just getting feedback and grades. And I'll never forget the dude from the Jets. He said, uh, you're thinking about leaving school? And when I tell you when he said that, my heart dropped. Like, I was like, like, wow. But, that, <laughs> like, this is the NFL. Like, only certain amount of, only, it's only 256, no, 263 or 56 draft picks. Like, these are the best of the best. So, uh, the Jets, that stuck out with me. Honestly, just motivated me. Like, I never, you know, you can't really take this as criticism in a negative way. Because at the end of the day, this is business. And um, you're trying to be one of the best players, one of the best eight players in the NFL for your team. So um, that one, just uh, let reality sink in. And then there were a few other teams, but most of them said, like, the mid, uh, like, third and later. And then I was uh, working on my pad level, uh, just making more fire plays, making more of a production or uh, – pass rush and all that stuff so i never took it as a negative i knew i wanted to get better and like i said i didn't want to be a draft pick i want to be the draft pick and that's why this year i have an opportunity to do that and i'm just trying to maximize each moment but it's kind of cool seeing full circle how um was thinking about leaving but then now the feedback and now the feedback i get now is just like um little things that i can continue to work on you know in this day and age everybody just wants to see you rush especially in the NFL, and just keep seeing develop pass rush moves, play with lower pad level, but definitely more friendly of feedback than last year. <laughs> uh, it, you mentioned NIL in there, and look, it's obviously been the talk of college football the last, last two years, and everybody knows, like, hey, that is a big part of uh, coming back is that you do have a chance to make some money where you wouldn't have a couple years ago, but you were one of the guys, man, that 
you actually use NIL the way it was supposed to be. I, I mean, you did some some things in the community. I know you had a chance to to give some kids school supplies, and you know, it, it wasn't just hey, here's X thousand of dollars, come play football at this place. It, you kind of did a, a lot of really cool things with it. And I, I'm just curious for fans maybe who are watching that that don't know what were some of those things and, and why was it important to you to to do that in a place that look, this, this isn't where you're from? Right. Uh, yeah, it meant a lot. Um, honestly, I did this because I knew I had a bigger impact in football. And uh, coming back to school, like I said, I came back with a purpose and I feel like this is a way I could thank community, uh, thank Columbia and the community for like, uh, like allowing me to be who I am and being a football player for them. But I did a back to school drive during fall camp. It was in the middle of August. I bought a hundred book bags for the kids before they went back to school. And it was an awesome experience because I know one day one of those kids will have that book bag forever. And I, we will always have that connection. And it's just me buying the book bags and, really seeing all my teammates rally behind me. And you saw so many of my teammates, Coach Drink came, a lot of different guys came. And then uh, this past Christmas, I did a, a Christmas drive for three families where I I have donated $1,000 of my own and then I raised over 3000 So I bought gift cards, presents, all different things for the um, three families. And then with all that being said, I created my own nonprofit. And actually, I went through the Mizzou Law Clinic, and they did it all for free. And that was such a wonderful help. And I just think now for me, like each year, just doing three charitable events, because like I said, this football stuff is temporary. And real life connections and really meeting people and talking to people, is that's what's real. Like you guys, for example, like it went from like Mizzou reporters to now, like, you know, I have respect for you guys because it's like it's way bigger than football. Like even just doing this podcast or just talking outside of here, like you guys work really hard for our program. And, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. And these just all interactions we can cherish, you know. See, we, we everybody watching, we want it on the record. Somebody from Mizzou football said they had respect for us, so that, that, that needs to be noted. Uh, but is there – I don't know if, if there was a particular kid or a parent or something that happened at one of those. Was there a story that stuck out to you or somebody that, that stuck with you from those experiences that, that you can share with us? Um, There wasn't, like, one specific family or person – I'll just say more of like the reaction of the kids um, for the book bad drive. Like they were so excited because I had all the snacks on the table. So like stuff like that. And then for the Christmas drive, you know, just helping people. Cause you know, Christmas is time. Everybody, when you get back to school, you're going to be like, Oh, what you get, what you get for Christmas. And, you know, I remember being that kid where I didn't really like to tell people what I got for Christmas. Cause I didn't get too much, but um, I just knew how they felt and, being able to bless anybody I can, like I'm willing to do it. So, but now I, I enjoy doing stuff like that. Cause like I said, this football stuff is temporary and this life is forever, you know? Yeah. All right. um, I want to know, like, where do you kind of get this, this heart from to want to do things like this with your own money, set up these back to school drives, these Christmas drives. And then kind of secondly, um, back to Gabe's point on this NIL era, in a way, this transfer portal era where kids are always moving. And the transfer portal seems to be very helpful, but at times, you know, players can't really build connections with the school because they're always leaving. So why is it important for you to kind of keep those relationships like you were saying? And then back to like, you know, what made you want to start doing these these things? Did someone, did you see someone else do it? And you was just like, I think that's cool. Or is it just based off your 
your own upbringing? Uh, honestly, I think it's based off my own upbringing. I think um, there was a lot of people in my community where I grew up that was doing different donations. Like at my church, I remember they used to do food drives and different things like that. So I knew like one day, like if I was fortunate to have the money or not, and I'm able to give back, why not give back? Because like I said, um, it's way bigger than life and you can help people. And um, it's just something small. Like, that's the thing. I don't want people to think that it's <laughs> something I do just for attention. Like it's just genuine, like care for people. And then uh, from an NIO question you said about like, can you say that again? The you know the transfer portal era, like you know when kids are always or when players are always transferring, you don't build connections with schools. So because you know a kid or player a person goes to like three or four schools, you know you can't really build something. And you know not too many players are, are thinking about long term. So why is that important for you to want to stay at Missouri? Because I'm sure at some point there there could have been an opportunity for you to go elsewhere and. You decide yeah. you to stay here. Yeah, most definitely. It's important because, like, your home base is where you always be treated the best, I guess you'd say. So specifically if you're, like, a certain coach's recruit and, um, you know, they're going to want to look out for you. But in this day and age with transport, like you said, the NIL is such a huge component. And, like, honestly, to be honest with you guys, I think uh, – Nah, to be honest with you guys, when people take visits, that's almost one of the first questions people ask, and that's very kind of unfortunate because why are you really wanting to come here? Like, what is your purpose for wanting to be here other than the money? Because, like I said, the money and stuff is temp it's all temporary, but do you really want to buy into Missouri? Do you really want to be a part of this program and be a part of making history? And I think Coach Drink and all the recruiting coaches, they do a great job of, like, filtering guys out, like, that take visits to us. Like, we've had guys that come on visits that you could tell they're here for the wrong reasons. And Coach Drink and our other staff members have done a good job to, you know, weed those guys out. But, you know, like, we're very thankful for our Missouri fans and the support they do from an NIL standpoint. But it's just, um, yeah, make sure you have the right group of guys for the right reason. That, that connection you've kind of built with Missouri fans, it feels like it's gone to another level this year. And obviously, hey, winning 11 games helps that, right? And and being a big part of that, uh, but a lot of the comments on here, and I'm sure you you hear from Missouri fans on Twitter and in person all the time, has it, has it kind of hit you that, like, in, in the next few years, I mean, you've, you've seen guys like Chase Daniel and Sean Weatherspoon and Nick Bolton come back, and these are out-of-state guys, but but they are the bond they have with this fan base has has it kind of hit you that you're in that conversation now? You're going to come back here in the next couple of years and, and be treated like that? Yeah, I hope so. That'd be a dream come true because uh, it's honestly so crazy. Like when the uh, Mizzou, like OGs come back and they uh, like beating the drum or they show them on the screen, like I usually get chills because like I'll be sitting there on the bench and I'll just look up and I'll just be like, man, like I hope that's me one day. And uh, for that to be a reality is a blessing. And um, I just can't wait to come back. Like, I swear, like, all this this whole draft process, every time I go to the workout facility, I wear all Mizzou gear. I got Mizzou socks on. Like, I've just never been more proud of our university and our state for what we've done. And it's only the start. Like, I told y'all before, like, I think next year's team is going to be even better. And uh, I'm just glad I can just support. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to come back. The first chance I get next year, I'm there. Because I, I can't wait to see those guys play next year.
like you said, heavy, heavy on the on the Mizzou stuff. But you know, when you're coming out as high school, like was there almost another school that really, really almost had you and you kind of switched, or was it, you know, you knew from the jump after a while, like, all right, I'm probably gonna commit to Missouri? Uh it was a unique process for me because I didn't start playing football until my junior year of high school. So um, after my junior year, that's when I got, like, so many offers. And as soon as I got offered by Michigan, I committed immediately because, you know, that's the biggest school from my area and whatnot. And uh, it was crazy during the process. I could tell they was, like, dipping away from me, like, not really – it wasn't really a priority for them. And they fell off on me. So once I knew that, then uh, Coach Haley and Coach Odom, (laughs) that's five years ago, but those guys were (laughs) – the process and um i knew that this opportunity was huge because playing in the sec um honestly the the where the freshmen stay at missouri is very nice compared to other schools that's a recruiting point a lot of people don't know um those were really nice and um just knew the opportunity that i had and i was just like this is the next biggest thing so honestly like as soon as i knew i wasn't going to michigan it was for sure missouri like I remember I took a visits to Minnesota, Colorado, but I knew Mizzou was the best option. It was crazy. Javon Foster was my host on my visit. I don't think a lot of people know that, but it's just crazy how this all comes full circle. So you didn't play football till your junior year in high school. You are now 6'5", 280. Um, everybody that sees an interview with you knows that if they had your arms, they would cut the sleeves off all their shirts and walk around all the time. So there's got to be a story of somebody grabbing you in a high school hallway or something and being like, <laughs> dude, you have to be on the football team. Like, like, how did you start? Yeah, it honestly was. So at first I went to Canton Prep High School. It was kind of like a basketball school. And it's like I remember one summer we had the AAU tournament. I just realized like 6'5 is not really that tall. <laughs> And people understand how hard it is. I think basketball is the hardest sport to get a scholarship in just because of the sheer numbers. So once I realized that, and uh, my high school basketball coach, he told me he thought it would be best if I transferred to the public school in my area. And that's when I transferred to the public school. I knew I was going to play football, and I was in the right surroundings. And it's crazy because, like, I was so weak. Like, I literally was in a weight room. Like, it was, like, 135 on the bar. I couldn't do that like squat i couldn't squat like, i was just this big like uh mold of clay that just couldn't do anything but that's why I, my story for me is unique because i had to work so hard just to play high school football and then after my high school season it was like a month i didn't hear anything so i was like wow maybe like you know because like I, I told you guys before like if i didn't go to college like i would have went to the military so the thing, I was only a junior in high school. So you tell me two more years, I would have been in the military. Versus now, five years later, I'm half pick soon, and that's why I say I just have to work extremely hard, and um, I don't take it for granted at all. But it's definitely a crazy story, and I'm glad I played football in my junior. So, so was basketball, you know, the true love? And second off, why did it take so long for football? Did you ever at any point think about playing football growing up, or was it just not your thing? Yeah, no, it's crazy. So I played Little League. Let me rephrase. So I played Little League, and then I stopped in, like, the fourth grade. So it's like, do you really count Little League? Because, you know, you're just out there. And so I stopped because, honestly, I just was, like, not feeling it as much. And then I wanted to play basketball. So, you know, playing basketball, playing basketball. 
And then, like you said, you go to the AAU tournaments and you see everybody else just keeps growing. I was like, yeah, it's not for me. And, um, yeah, man, they switched high schools and they start playing football and haven't looked back since. I got, I got see, one more funny. real quick. I got one yeah. more real quick. So on the basketball, I mean, on the football team, are you up there as far as, like, the top hoopers on the team? Can you still hoop? And, and who are some other ones with you? Yes, if we talk about this all the time, and uh, yeah, if we had a starting five, I for sure am the five. But <laughs> the best basketball players on our team is Luther Burden, and that's not surprising. Everybody knows Luther can do anything. I mean, the anything. Luther Burden, uh, Mookie Cooper is really good. Um, who is uh from the tight end room? Uh, Jordan. Jordan can um is there a surprise in there that we wouldn't think of? JC is a really good shooter. JC, Ennis, K A D. Yeah, we got a little squad. Cause they they used to think that uh if we took the starting five from our football team that we could play against Mizzou's team. And I'd be trying to tell everybody, do you not understand how hard Division One basketball is? They would beat us by a hundred. And I remember Kobe, we used to go in the gym in the summer and we used to just have little runs in the summer. But yeah, we knew what it was like basketball players. That's why I would say basketball players, I think, are the most skilled athletes. But I think football players are more gifted as far as size and speed. But I think basketball players are way more skilled. See, every football player wants to be a basketball player, man. It's it's weird. Every football player says and every football player I've ever asked that question. Who's the best fo- basketball player on the football team? Every single one of them says me. <laughs> yeah, man, I got, I got, I know I'm from Michigan, so I have to let these guys know, like, you know, in Michigan, all we do is hoop, man. <laughs> all right, so you got the Cotton Bowl hat on. First of all, have you taken that hat off, or have you just kind of worn that for about two and a half solid weeks? Worn about two and a half weeks. I'll tell you, when I was at the airport, y'all should see me at the airport. I had the whole Mizzou jumpsuit. I had the hat. I had the cowboy hat tied to my book bag. Everybody had to know I went. I played at Mizzou because that's just the uh, combo champs. You know we can't take this away from us. And uh, we finished uh, eight. I see. So that's probably one of the top in school history. Um, but like I said, next year's team. I'll tell you y'all. Y'all better put all the pieces in because I think, like, I really think Brady is going to go, like, ballistic. Like, I think it's going to be him and Luther and Theo, Makai Miller. Uh, I'm forgetting somebody. Mookie Cooper, our tight end, Norfleet. He's only a freshman. And then Jordan. I think our offense is going to be, like, something like we've never seen before. When was it this year that you kind of thought, all right, I know we got something here? I mean, because for those of us on the outside, I mean, it, a lot of people, maybe the K-State game, I think a lot of people really jumped on board the Kentucky game, then definitely by the Tennessee game. But but when did you kind of see in there, hey, we're we're a lot better than people think we're gonna be? Um honestly, spring ball, uh, it was kind of like, okay, like we're good, but we still need a few pieces. So that's obviously Coach Drink went to the portal, got uh Cameron, got a few more pieces. And then when we get into fall camp and we was realizing like it was never a day where one side just completely obliterated. Well, no, nah, it probably was maybe one or two days. But for most of the camp, it was like this. Like, the periods would go back and forth. 
And that's when we knew as a team that we were really good and really competitive. And um, I think it's just more and more games we played. Guys were like, when we were in a school, we won five games in a row. It was crazy. Though. That's the time we were the most like, this isn't good enough. This is um, this. Like, uh, I remember the Middle Tennessee or Memphis, one of those games. It was hot in the locker room because there's like, there's no way why we should only beat this team by this amount of points. It's an FCS school. And that's when I really knew it was on because, you know, we're on a streak. You would think guys would be relaxing, but we're still thinking ways to get better. And like I said, unfortunately, those two losses were the biggest learners because, you know, it doesn't hit you in the face till you actually lose. And um, those ones hurt. But it's like for me looking back at it now, okay, let's be honest. We lost to LSU. LSU had Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman. If you win the Heisman, you're basically saying that's the best player in college football. So if I'm going to lose a game, I mean, I might as well lose to somebody that won the Heisman. Because you got if you watch the game, he single-handedly beat us by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, we, unfortunately, it's, we can laugh at it now. We are one of the reasons why he won the Heisman. Because, <laughs> and then we look at the Georgia game. I just think it was just a lot of back and forth, and we could have played much better. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, but I mean, those were the two biggest learning curves, but um, I knew our team was legit from the get go. And that's why it's unfortunate because you could easily say with a stop here at the LSU game or a stop here at the Georgia game on our side of the ball, though, we can be undefeated right now. And uh, but you know, I'm not gonna look back in the past. I'm thankful for what we did get done. And yeah, I'm just glad to be a part of the team, man. You're up. I, I'm going to name three three uh, games real quick. Uh, so you guys hold Tennessee to seven. You hold Arkansas to 14. You hold Ohio State to three. So if you strip, you know, the meanings of those games and rivalries and combo, what was your favorite game this season out of those three? Out of those three? Uh, it got to be the combo. Oh, but you said if you take them. Yeah, yeah. If you, just, if you strip that, you know, oh. what was – Favorite out of those three, you said Arkansas, Ohio State, and who else? Tennessee? In Tennessee, you held them to seven. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's hard to say without the the other factors, but honestly, Arkansas because we just dominated them up front, linebackers, DBs. Like it was just, it got bad, and that's the that I think that was the first game I've been a part of. Think about it, we played them better than we played South Dakota, uh, Memphis, all the FCS schools, and that's an SEC school. So I probably say the Arkansas, but you know, obviously the Cotton Bowl was the Cotton Bowl in Tennessee, like what they did to us last the last two years. So we finally got them back. But I think Arkansas, because everybody balled out, like, and that's the thing you look at the game. I think everybody had a tackle or something. Like everybody had, and you guys seen Tristan. And Tristan, I think you guys know, is, is a guy, and he's going to be special. I, I really tell you, Tristan's going to probably be one of the best players on the team next year just because what he's done these last few opportunities he's had. But he's going to think he's going to get bigger, stronger, faster. He's going to be a ball player. But I say Arkansas. want to hit you up with uh, with some of the questions from the people watching. We don't want to keep you all night here. Uh, but But Jeff wants to know, What's what's the weight goal for the combine? And I mean, what are you what are you hearing from teams? Do they like you outside? Do they want you to go back inside, or do they like that you can just do both? 
Yeah, so a lot of teams, from what I've heard, they like that I can do both because if a 3-4, I can play on the inside, and a 4-3, I can play outside. Um, and my weight goes, I'm going to stay about 285, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to test with the D-tackles because you got to think, you test with the DNs, it's 240 to, like, 260. You know, them guys, the DNs are always the best athletes, so I'm trying to do myself a favor and stay with the D-tackle group, but I know I'm going to test very well. Um but, yeah, stay about 285, and then whichever team, as we get into this process, figure out what they want from me. I'm just willing to do to the best of my abilities, but I don't really have a preference. Hey, uh, Eddie hey, wants to know – let me get one more in from, from uh, Eddie here real quick, Gerard. He wants to know uh, what do you like most about Coach Drink and the culture he's building, especially because, like, like you said, man, you didn't sign here with him. Like, that was – he didn't bring you here. So what did he do to win you over, and, and what do you like most about the program he, he runs? Yeah, Coach Drake, he's a very player-friendly coach. Um, I think a lot of you guys see that through our social media. He allows us to be ourselves, and he's very communicative, and he's just very approachable. And he allows, like I said, guys to be themselves and to be hard on each other, and he just wants the best for us. And the culture he's built is just always competing and really enjoy the journey. And um he really emphasized that every day in all of our meetings and you know it's special to play under him but like i said it's just getting started like this mizzou we just gonna keep going up man Dave, all i was gonna say is he's he's putting that degree to use by by testing with the dts that's that's super, super smart that's super smart but um real quick a fun one what was your welcome to the sec moment whether that's in practice a game where you're just like okay i'm i'm in the league i'm, I'm in the you know the big time the conference now yeah, uh, my first one was at Mizzou. It was spring ball when I early enrolled. Uh, Coach Haley put me with the twos off rip. And, uh, man, it was Case Cook, Trevor Sims, and it was just throwing me around like a ping pong ball, just just getting, <laughs> getting thrown down, getting up, getting thrown down. Dumb. And then uh, first end game, welcome to SEC, was when we played Alabama 2020. And that's the thing, you look at that team, you know how many draft picks is on that team? Mm -hmm. a um, lot a lot they was loaded but now nah, it was uh landon dickerson he's probably the strongest online i went against i remember like i was just like working an inside move and he kind of like just grabbed like you know the yellow bag we have at practice he kind of just grabbed me like the yellow uh, yellow bag and kind of started giggling a little bit and yeah i got some work to do so <laughs> yeah that was for sure an end game moment I, I would ask you to uh, to tell everybody what Coach Haley said to you that day in practice, but I've heard Coach Haley talk in practice. You cannot say that on our YouTube channel. Yeah. So uh, honestly, he wasn't that hard on me because I was only a freshman. So, but that so no, but Brick just didn't get through a lot of sentences with PG language. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, people don't understand. Like you're making this jump from SEC as a freshman transfer, this is real deal football here, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So last thing for me, uh, look, you got the combine, you got, got everything for the next couple months. Draft day is what, about three months away now. When, like, first of all, nobody's going to tell, nobody's going to say this is the team I want to go to. Cause you just want to go to any team. I understand that, but you got an actual decent NFL team up in your home state now. I'm sure that'd be fun. But uh, if you thought about like draft night and what that'll be like, you're going to spend it with your family or any idea what you'll do. Yeah, so uh, honestly, my goal for myself is to dominate the Senior Bowl 
and dominate the combine. So hopefully that I get invited to the uh, draft. And then if not, if I don't get invited to the draft, then I'm going to have like a big like Airbnb in Michigan. I just have a lot of my family come to the house and then we just all watch it together. But uh, it's going to be a surreal moment because like I said, I could, my life could be totally different right now. And uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it's just like you said, it's going to be here for you know it. And just get, I feel like a freshman all over again. So I'm just really excited. Gabe, I got two quick ones and I'm done. First one is, did you already receive draft grades or when, when, when do you receive them? And the second thing is, when you get the when you get the first check, what's the first check gonna be that isn't you know you know something for you? We know it's always gonna be about the parents and the family, but what's something for you that you're gonna buy with one of those first checks? Yeah, so uh, yeah, the grades I got back so far have been mid first round to late second round, like in between that gap. And I think for me to separate myself the most will be that senior ball. I think a lot of times people seeing me up close don't really realize how big I am and realize how versatile I am. So any way to get in between there, you know, like we got to come closer to the first, you know, but, you know, I don't control any of that. I just control my efforts. So like I said, having a good showing at the senior ball and the combine, I think will really help my case. And then um, first thing I'm going to buy is a Ram truck. I want to get a that matches my car right now i have a challenger so hopefully i get it to match and because i just keep thinking that this like i said this football is still temporary so if i can leave with something you know leaving with two cars would be a nice something to leave with you know so, i hear that for sure where where is the draft this year it's in detroit it's in oh, detroit. oh man come on man i gotta show up at the senior bowl in the combine man i'm trying to, I'm trying to go down the street but trying to put in the work now to party later. That's what's up. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying I think it's more realistic than a lot of people think. Because that's the thing, you can look at mock drafts and all this stuff, but when you actually talk to people that are actually in these rooms, like all the feedback I've gotten has been way better than I expected. But like I said, the senior bowl, I got to flat out dominate. Like I think that's that and then a good combine on top, that's going to be the icing on top. But So that's why I'm just working really hard right now. Well, hey, man, I know uh, all the Missouri fans that, that we hear from every day, and uh, we wish you good luck, certainly, and, and we'll definitely catch up with you at Pro Day and, and be following along here. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Enjoy the game, man. All Appreciate right. Thanks, Darius. Have a good one, man. All right. That is Darius Robinson, uh, former now Missouri defensive tackle, and I think pretty easy for us to say, like, one of the better dudes to cover over the last uh, over the last few years for sure. Yeah, he was first off, he was always available pretty much. And which, you know, for us, that's that's the big thing, knowing you can get someone who's going to be there, give you some solid quotes and have more than, uh, I guess, coach speak or player speak. You know, he, he has his own personality um, and, and that's always cool. And he he said he respects us, man. They don't all hate us. They don't all think we're there to That's be bad what I'm people. I'm trying to say we not we not bad people. We we <laughs> they we just writing down what they do, Gabe. That's all we do. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Uh, we're gonna let you go. Uh, Missouri, Kentucky, about 25 minutes away. Drew King and I will be back here, same YouTube channel after this game to talk about. Whatever it is that may happen, who knows? You might be surprised. So we'll see you here uh, probably about 8.30, 8.45 tonight. Till then, talk to you next time.